the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Kim Nam June, Kim Sook Hey, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. And what a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is a comedy fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though. So if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some goddammit Min Yoongi, you beautiful genius. Or did anyone else notice J-Hope's massive bulge in the Idol dance practice video? Girl, yes, I did. And if you did, if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. Yes. Like, I love that part in the video. When Jordan and I watched it together, I had to point it out. <laughs> and I was it, like, and I <laughs> I tweeted about it. It's just too, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's there. Like, you can totally see it. <laughs> it's hard to miss. The white pants. Yeah. Okay, so real quickly, we're going to do some quick correction slash BTS news. Um, so BTS just arrived in the United States for their upcoming concerts in North America. Super mm-hmm. exciting because Fort Worth, literally we leave next week, Kayla. Like, yes, oh my gosh. Girl. Oh, next I, Friday. Yeah, I am going to have to bring anxiety medication for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Over this past week, BTS also has been doing their comeback stage performances, which all have been super incredible. But also, we've been hearing that they've gotten, like, no sleep and that they've really been overworked. So we really hope that they're resting up and eating lots of food because we love them. Yes, we love you, BTS. But all those comeback stage performances were amazing and so incredible. Dude, yes. Um, I have just something to say that's kind of like news and kind of been on my mind but the news is that love yourself answer is fucking number one on the billboard 200 which is the chart for albums Mm -hmm. and that they debuted like this is the first time they could be on the chart and they're at number one um and this comes only four months after love yourself tear debuted at number one on the billboard 200 Damn. For fucking real. I'm so real. proud of and, them. Yeah. They're taking over. <laughs> yes. And in these past four months, 
BTS has had numerous articles written about them from the Grammys, from Billboard, from CNN, Rolling Stone, Vogue, and so many more. And they're even speaking at the Grammy Museum coming up. It's called A Conversation with BTS. Mm. And really, I just feel like all of these things are culminating to like something huge about to happen for their career. Like, and for like the way that they're seen. Yeah. I mean, a special event at the Grammy Museum? Like, what? I don't even know what that what that means. Like, what are they going to do? Just talk with the people at the Grammys? Like, yeah, I don't are they know. performing? What's happening? No, it's not a performance. It's It's a conversation with I BTS. think I I think it's kind <laughs> of like a panel, you know, like kind of like a interview or something type thing Mm. but this is like this is the stuff of like documentaries like Mm -hmm. when people are searching about bts to like make documentaries about it years from now like this is the stuff they're gonna seek out and like put in it and it's gonna be like this was a pivotal moment in their career like oh yeah totally totally so it's just crazy We're, (laughs) we're watching it happen right now I know. We get to be a part of history. Yay. Yes. So (laughs) we also have some corrections from last week's episode. Yeah, which is really awesome. We really appreciate when people do this. And so Jay from Korea is one of our listeners. And then someone else who listens to us on Twitter. Sorry, we we couldn't find your name. I I feel bad, but we try to look for it. But both of them kindly educated us on the word Kore that Jin wrote under his drawing in the idol music video. And the word Kore means whale in Korean. And mm. in our episode, we said that it could have been about this Greek sculpture or this Greek statue of this woman. But there's no confirmed sources of that. And we don't really think that actually has any relation to the Kore that's written in the idol music video. So mm-hmm. thank you for that correction. Yes. And then this next one really isn't a correction. It's more of just something we failed to mention in the last episode which was about Young's split hair color. So Kirsten from the UK, I think she's actually from like Cambridge, but she was like, oh, you guys should have mentioned something about the similarities between Young's split hair color and Nicki Minaj's hair color in her super bass music video. Mm-hmm. And part of me, like the pessimist or maybe realist in me wants to be like, but is it really like, maybe it is reminiscent of that, but is that what they intended? Can that in any way be confirmed or fact checked? Probably not. But like, that doesn't mean that it, that doesn't mean that it's not like what they meant to do. I mean, it's like the exact same, like it's the exact same (laughs) shade of pink and the exact same shade of blonde. And it's split down the middle and both the pink is on the same side as Nikki Mm -hmm. had on her hair. So, and she, features and idol so i think which makes me go yep you're right (laughs) yeah it's highly plausible (laughs) yeah okay so just an overview of this episode we're going to do this episode very similarly to how we did our album review for tear uh so we're going to talk about each of the new songs on answer in order in which they appear on uh the track list and we'll Mm -hmm. discuss the style lyrics and meaning of each song along with mentions from rm's v live uh for his behind answer yeah which sidebar um, at the beginning of RMSV Live, he kind of said like a little bit of a disclaimer, and he said that 
everything that he's saying is from his perspective alone, his thoughts alone, his experiences as he perceived them throughout the process of writing these songs and making this album. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's saying he doesn't speak for any other members. And I like that he did that, you know, because I feel like he, yes, he is like an individual and this is just like how he saw it and what he interprets things as. Yeah. It's his experience of the album. Yeah. And also I liked it because it made me think of like, damn, I wish that other members would sit down and do this and be like, oh my gosh, this was my experience with writing this song. Like, can you imagine Yugi talking about writing Seesaw? Yeah, yeah. It would be really (sighs) neat to like hear the other members' perspectives, which I really loved when J-Hope did his album review basically of Hope World, like his Mm -hmm. behind Hope World. And that was really neat. So yeah, but I love hearing RM's perspective and he's very insightful on all the lyrics and it's just... It's just really neat. But yeah, it'd be cool to hear like Young's perspective or Yoongi's or Jin's. Be cool. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so should we just get into it? Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So first up is Euphoria. Um, wow, what an incredible song. It's an incredible song. It's so beautiful and so wonderful to listen to. It's just the the way the song sounds it's just so pleasant and it's mm-hmm. just very hopeful and uplifting almost yes i think the beat at the beginning of it it's a very quick beat a very short um little notes i suppose so it kind of makes this expectant like hopeful anticipated feeling right from the get go yeah it's like you're anticipating something there's a lot of build to it yeah. Um, one of the things that I love in this song that's kind of weird, but it's one of the sound effects that they put in. So after Jungkook kind of sings the intro, it kind of gets quiet and then there sounds like it's like a video game noise, basically. Like it sounds mm-hmm. like a video game. And I just love that little addition to the song. I think it's just super cute and retro. Yeah, I love that part. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like, it is really cute and it's interesting, you know, like it's mm-hmm. not an, an everyday sound. So it stands out. It makes out. the song sound more bubbly when, yes. they, when they put that in. I don't it gives it a bubbly effect. <laughs> yes. Like bubbly, blissful, really happy. And also I think contributes to the nostalgia feel of the song. Like mm-hmm. when you, when you think about euphoria, you think about the music video and like you think about just the, what everything looks like and it gives you this retro vibe. So that mm-hmm. game noise is like that nostalgia. Yeah, it's perfect. And yeah. of course, Jungkook does a wonderful job in this. All of his beautiful high notes and his wonderful runs that he does throughout. It's just, it's really well done. He did a fantastic job for it. And with mm-hmm. Euphoria, just kind of like epiphany and singularity and serendipity. Euphoria is very much Jungkook style. Very popish, but, you know, fun and beautiful. And I don't know. I love it. Well, let's get into the lyrics. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, this song is like being sung to like a a new lover, like, like a new lover, like the beginning of a relationship, basically. Yeah, yeah. So right at the beginning of the song, he has this lyric and he's relating like this new love to kind of being like a dream. And he says, this dream is a blue mirage in the desert, a priori deep inside of me. Mm -hmm. So... I wanted to know what a priori means. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's a philosophical term, and it describes something that can be known without experience or data. 
So basically knowledge that you get by analyzing concepts independent of actually experiencing them. So it's kind of, I think it's kind of like common sense, like you can make assumptions based on things you already know. Yeah, it's like instinct. It's just instinctual within him. This feeling that he's having, like if he's looking at this person, like this newfound love and this new feeling, it's just instinctual that like, yes, this is this is good. It's just this euphoric feeling. Yeah. Yes. And like, it's, it's just like, he just knows it's meant to be instinctually. That's Mm -hmm. what the lyrics talk about. Yeah. Um, he talks or in the lyrics, they play with the words euphoria and utopia. I love that. Yes. Yes. Where it says, yeah, you are the cause of my euphoria. When I'm mm-hmm. with you, I'm in utopia. Yes. Like, yes, they're very similar sounding words with the ias at the end. And I just feel like, you know, a utopia is just this perfect society. And this euphoric feeling is just this perfect, just overwhelmingly happy feeling. Mm-hmm. So he kind of refers to the utopia as the place that's across the ocean over the horizon, quote, the place that's getting clearer. So this utopia is kind of like this imagined future for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And together their future is clearer and they can see the horizon together and they're, it's like they're on this journey together. Mm Mm-hmm, yes. So uh, another, like, theme that we see, and I just want to mention them because they're going to be repeated. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously the dream, we've already kind of addressed that it feels like a dream. Holding hands is a huge repetitive theme. Mm -hmm. Um, And the ocean, but more so the color of the ocean, which is blue or green, depending on how you interpret it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Let's hear what Namjoon's input about this song was. Yeah, so for Arms V Live, he ended up saying that the writing and producing for Euphoria actually started nearly a year ago, which doesn't surprise me. But when, when they started Euphoria, he really wanted to write the lyrics, but it was kind of during fake love and tear, and so he just was kind of overwhelmed and busy. And so it was written mostly by other people, but he said that Jungkook had a really big say in a lot of it and that he was really invested in the song. Mm. So Jungkook actually re-edited the song multiple times and kept sending it to Namjoon. And Namjoon said, like, when he first listened to Jungkook's very first version, he told him that the song kind of lacked color and emotion and that it sounded somewhat dull. And so he ended up giving him some some advice, and his advice to Jungkook was that he should imagine himself singing the song on the grass by the Han River while filming a refreshing soda ad. And I just think that's, like, so specific. Very specific, but you understand the feeling. Like, you know what that's supposed to look like. So after he recorded it several more times, he ended up being you know, perfecting it. And Namjoon says it's near perfect now, like when he listens to it. But what I also found really interesting is that when you mentioned the the ocean as one of the common themes throughout the song, mm-hmm. uh, Namjoon, he ended up writing the bridge, I believe, of the song. And he said that he watched a romantic animation film and it was called The Ocean Waves. And that's where he got his inspiration for the lyrics. So I think that that comparison of the ocean and love and this journey of yeah. love and like you know just relating it to the ocean i just love that 
Yeah, that symbolism, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Okay, so that was our review of Euphoria. I overall, I love the song. I think it's it's super upbeat, super bubbly, Mm -hmm. just a beautiful way to start this album. Mm -hmm. It really does send you into euphoric state. Like, you can't listen to the song and be mad. (laughs) No, you can't. It just puts you in a happy, good mood. Yeah, if you are mad, just put on Euphoria. Mm -hmm. There you go. (laughs) Okay, so next, let's talk about trivia beginning, Just Dance. So each of the trivias have a Chinese character, like a Chinese word in it. Um, So in Just Dance, it is... It means beginning, um, which is fitting because throughout the trivias, each rapper was supposed to kind of display a point in love or a, yeah. like a point in a relationship. Yeah, the album is really taking us through a story. So trivia is the be- uh, trivia just dance is the beginning, and then trivia love is the development. And then trivia seesaw is the turn. Uh, so those are the, all the, the Chinese characters that they use. And so it really is just like this, this storyline. I mean, if you think about like when you are in English class and you're learning how to write a story or like plot a story, mm-hmm. you know, you have like the beginning, the development, the climax, the, the descending, and then like the, the resolution or the conclusion. And that's really what they do with the album, which I think is so clever. But yeah, they start with... J-Hope being the beginning for Just Dance. Okay, so this song, (laughs) for this style, first (laughs) off, I just love this song. I think it's really hard to choose a favorite trivia because they are all just so, so good. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I really like Just Dance. I really, really do. It's really, really fucking good. It's Mm -hmm. so catchy. And the style is very Hope World, very J-Hope. Like, it's totally his style. It's he uses a lot of voice inflection. Mm-hmm. It's very bouncy. Very bouncy. <laughs> it's funky and it's also smooth and sexy. It's just amazing. Yes, it's definitely sexy. <laughs> we'll probably hit on that in the lyrics and meaning for sure. For sure. But yeah, it has this it has these snare drums in the background along with this really nice strong bass line and there's clap sounds during the verses and there's also some blended EDM music that's played during the chorus. Mm-hmm. I really cannot wait to see the dancing that goes along with this. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it. I really haven't. Me neither. I've somehow avoided it on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah, but what I really love about this song is not really so much the chorus. It's the parts where it kind of goes to this simple instrumental and it's when J-Hope just kind of calls out. He does this a lot when he raps. Like, he just, like, like he just, like, calls out. And it just yeah. kind of lingers in the air and echoes and echoes and echoes. Ah, oh, like, I love that. I don't know. When I listen to this song, I just picture myself dancing at a club. But it's, like, not, like, <laughs> not like hard dance club music. It's more like a, yeah. like a, a soft rave. Can you like go to you a can soft rave? To it. Ooh, that sounds. You know who would be at a soft rave? J Hope. J Hope. Yeah. Fucking J Hope. Um, yeah. Everything you said, one hundred percent. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about like some of the things that we get from this song, like the lyrics and the meaning. Mm-hmm. So symbolism is huge in these lyrics, like. 
dancing is a huge symbolism rhythm also carries a lot of symbolic meaning um for example like with every time he's talking about dancing you could take it as like literally dancing like they're literally dancing together in person right now or they're dancing as in like the dance of a relationship the metaphorical dance of a relationship and like how you you know how a relationship goes type thing or you can talk about like dancing as in sex Sex. (laughs) 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 to be blunt (laughs) to be completely honest um i mean really when i look at the lyrics that's what i get that's really like i don't know if i'm just like dirty minded or what but when i read it i'm like yeah sex yeah like that's really what i get (laughs) well during the like the chorus when he goes i just wanna 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 it's like dot 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 (laughs) yeah yeah it's fill in the blank but this song also is really about honesty and love because in the first verse it talks about like that blissful feeling of love and like that sitting basically it talks about sitting watching a sunset with a person and that it feels like they're just having a natural conversation i love that lyric where they say uh, he says a natural conversation say something it's weird we're connecting too much feels like everything will go well but you're my friend yeah my friend like yes mm. because he's like it's weird that we're connecting in this way because we've been friends before this but Uh it's also like it's okay and it's exciting and it's just and he's being honest like he's being vulnerable and it's a positive thing yeah yeah also heavy says um fall in fall in that also kind of gives that vulnerability like honesty Mm -hmm. yes for sure um another thing that i like is the type of paradise that you feel when you're in love and you're with that person because he mentions he says even if he's stuck in the studio it's paradise with you um so that lyric makes me think of he's talking about his love for dance like his relationship between him and his dancing because if he's suffocating in the studio like they work really hard you know they're always in the studio like i can see how it could be suffocating like oh i'm here again because it's work but once he starts dancing when he's together with his dance it turns into paradise oh my god dude and i just want to bring up like in rmsv live he does say that he feels like this is like j-hopes begin or like first love i love that he said that yes because that really what it is i mean for first love yungi's talking about his his first love which was playing piano Mm -hmm. and jungkook's begin how he was super young but like his brothers and bts brought him and made him who he is now and this is this is j-hopes Yes, first love oh and his God. weekend, his <sighs> dance, yeah. But he also, he talks about that him and this person have a matching rhythm and that their dance is like a fate-like beat, which is just like, oh, so much love. Like, they're just so in sync, basically. Yeah. But then it gets it gets really sexual though. Like, it does. I felt it, baby. Like, he starts saying baby over mm. and over he does he says baby a lot like during the bridge or something like but are postdoc stands okay like are they okay (laughs) after listening to this no (laughs) another kind of theme i want to point out just because it relates to like fucking everything is that (laughs) he relates his partner in this dance to a flower 
mm-hmm. and which is just important because it like how many different music videos have a flower or talk about flowers and talk about flowers blooming and stuff like that all the time all yeah. the time it's a bts thing it is so for rm's v live he said that he kind of explained everything with like the the trivia and the begin development turn and conclusion but he says that hosok is the only one in bts who could pull this song off and that the song is addictive, which, yes, I totally agree. I love this song. I turn it on all the time. It's super, super catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, he also mentioned that this is like J-Hope's Begin or his first love. Yeah. But really, overall, this song, it could be about his love for dance and his relationship with dancing. But honestly, it could be a relationship with another person and that feeling of just... I mean, like, their bodies and rhythm and Mm -hmm. shedding sweat, baby. Because of you, it all has meaning, baby. Like, ah. Yeah, I love... I just wanna wanna. (laughs) (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Um, It's just... There's a lot of different interpretations that I don't Mm -hmm. think anyone is more correct than the other and I think that's kind of the beauty of the song is that you get what you're looking for out of it you get what you want out of it yeah definitely okay so moving on to serendipity we are going to talk about this because there's an extended long version yay yes um and so for this style this song Kayla (laughs) I mean you've all heard it by now for a year (laughs) this is just the extended version you all know this song is perfect like (laughs) (laughs) it never gets old you could listen to it on repeat forever and like it's just beautiful Mm -hmm, definitely what i really love about this song is there's a if you really listen to like the music in the background there's these small little sound effects that kind of happen and -hmm. i just love them because i think that they make the song very magical and just sounds so lovely and endearing. It's a very endearing song. Oh, for sure. That's so true. Um, I love that with the addition, it kind of adds like a slow, sexy bass line and it has mm-hmm. this beat. I mean, the melody is so beautiful, but having this bass line that is kind of more exposed, especially during the bridge, it really transforms the song and like... I don't know, instead of it being a climax, which was what a bridge normally acts as, it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like, I don't know, it builds and supports the song in a different way. Yeah, I I really love the addition. Yeah. It kind of gives this small break in the song. Even though the song is pretty laid back and relaxed throughout, this Mm -hmm. just like really kind of calms it down. Um, Yeah, I was like almost wondering before this song came out, where they could take it because Mm -hmm. I already loved the original version so much and I felt like it did have a lot of build Mm -hmm. and it did have like this kind of point where it got there you know Mm -hmm. so I was like what else can they add to the song without making it too much without it you know losing how perfect it already is so Mm -hmm. yeah anyways yeah so let's talk about some of like the meanings of this song Mm-hmm. Something that is really talked about in Serendipity is destiny. Like in multiple verses, Jimin talks about that, like they are supposed to be together. It's destined that they're to be together, that the universe has aligned for them. So mm-hmm. the destiny that you feel like, he's like, this is what is supposed to be. Yeah. But on the 
other side of that, there's also fear. Fear is a big theme in this song Mm -hmm. because he also says that just as excited he is, he's also scared. Yeah. I think it really, yeah, I think it really hits on those beginning stages of love, but I really think more of the stages when you really start to fall in love, not really just feeling Mm -hmm. loved, but like falling in love. And that's a scary feeling. It is. Because you become so vulnerable and it requires a lot of trust with the other person. And yeah, there's this feel of, this fear of destiny, this, I'm sorry, I'm saying fear and feel. Okay. (laughs) It's just this feeling of destiny, but also being fearful for like what's to come because you're realizing that you are being put into this vulnerable state. Yeah. And I love the line when he says, you know, I know you are me. I am you. And that just is like this ultimate trust and vulnerability Mm And it's just so beautiful. So I really want to talk about the bridge because that's like the addition to this song. Yeah. So it starts off by saying, come to me, come and let's become a we. And I just love that. First of all, I think it's a super sexy lyric. Second of all, I think it's a super like welcoming and warm and comforting lyric. Like Mm -hmm. these two are going to find like solitude in each other. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) No, I Um, love, I love that addition. I think it's perfect for the song and it just adds that, that little extra, it was, it's just like, that's what was missing from the song. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So for Arms V Live, um, First off, he just loves this song. Like, he really loves this song. He takes a lot of pride in it. And I also get major Minjoon Namen feels. Yes. <laughs> what he kind of <laughs> says is that this song has no real dramatic build or a real no edge to it, but that it's very well-rounded and it has no bold hook, which usually if a song doesn't have a really bold hook or a dramatic build, then the song typically comes off boring but he says that this song just never gets old and that it just sounds very organic throughout. But another thing that I love that he said in in regards to Jimin's performance for this song, mm-hmm. he said that when he performs it, it's very sentimental and mysterious. I was ooh. like, ooh. I just, oh. I love that. Because I think I've said this before about Jimin. I think it was maybe in our Would You Rather episode but, like, Jimin with a blindfold, like, to me, it's <sighs> mysterious. He's just, yes. I don't know what to expect from him sometimes. Mm. You know, like, Jimin in a blindfold is, like, that um, lie and boy meets evil performance. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, I love holy that performance. Shit. He does that full performance with, um, like, a blindfold on. Uh, he's so insane. his body. God the man. skill level. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I want to talk about just because we're talking about Jimin is that in this V Live, when Namjoon is talking about Euphoria, he mentions Jimin's voice compared to Jungkook's voice and like their strengths and weaknesses when it comes to making music. And mm-hmm. he says that Jimin's voice has an edge to it. So it's interesting that like he says Serendipity is a song without an edge because yeah. like Jimin's voice does have, when he said that description, I was like, oh my God, yes, that's the way to describe Jimin's voice it is like it has this edge this unique edge to it that is not found very often 
Uh huh. And I know Jimin can get kind of insecure because his voice, he can get pitchy from time to time, whereas Jungkook is very stable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that's what's so beautiful about Jimin's voice is that it is kind of edgy and it's different sounding, but it is really. It's pleasant to listen to, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to trivia love. Yeah. And so this is sung or sung. It means development. So this is the development part of the album. And I love this. I love this song. I love song. this song, yes. Oh, when I first Man. heard it, that piano right at the beginning, it's mm-hmm. so jazzy. And I was like, mm. even before I yes. heard it, I was like, I, I get Namjoon vibes. Like, I really do. And it ended up being his song. It totally goes along with, like, the poetry slam vibe that I find in so many of his songs like Pluto and even if you think about like Do You Do You could almost be like in that style also I just yeah definitely damn Namjoon I love his fucking style I love this song so much he is a lyrical genius like trying not to get into the lyrics but really with this song he does a lot of of wordplay tons of wordplay and and it's it's just so clever well it really adds to the style of the song because it makes it a really pleasant song to listen to like Uh even if you don't know korean you can you can very easily pick up on this song and sing along with it and be like an interactive part of it which is so great because in his v live guys if you take away anything from this episode, <laughs> if you are going to a BTS concert, okay, for the Love Yourself tour, yes, please, please, please sing along to this song because Namjoon purposely wrote this song so that he can interact with us while he's performing. Because he said yes. with reflection, we'll get into Seesaw on like the turn of the album. He said he like sees himself as more of a turn kind of writer, like his style is more of the turn, a little mm-hmm. bit deeper and darker. But he's like, I really enjoyed doing the development because I get to interact with you guys because reflection, he felt like, you know, he was more in tune with himself while he was performing it versus interacting with others. So this one, he just, he really wants us to sing along. So please, please, please do. (laughs) You know what else? This song is also like sexy in a weird way. It is very sexy. Like (laughs) for world love. He's sexy for love. He's sexy for world love. Yeah. So when I heard this song, I mean, obviously it says, I live so I love, live so I love, you know. And so Uh I was like, oh, my gosh, this just kind of reminds me of all you need is love. Just that repetition of the word love. And I live so I love. It's just kind of like when he gets when we get into the lyrics, it's really just living is loving. Like if you're living, if you're truly living, you're loving. It's just Mm -hmm. like you that's what we're here for. That's what we're meant to do. Just love yes. others. And uh. Also, before we get into like lyrics and meaning, I just have to talk about when he sings at the bridge because like it's so good and it's so vulnerable and so real. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into the lyrics and meaning because obviously we're dying to talk about it. Okay. So, first of all, he uses a ton of similes 
trying to describe what love is like. In the first verse, he literally starts off by questioning what, or he says, is this love? Question mark. Basically because he's saying love is so complex. All the words that are coming to mind can't describe it at all. He asks if love is like the moon rising or like how fingernails grow or like trees that shed their bark once a year. So basically like habitual things that are going to happen no matter what you do, you can't stop it. It, Mm -hmm. Which is crazy. He's like, this is love. Love is everything. Yeah. Right from the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. Another a huge thing he does is wordplay um, in both Korean and in English with the English alphabet. So the first thing that we hear is when he says, you make an I into an O. I Gosh, to an O. Kayla, do you remember me when we were like listening to the song like forever ago, like a week or so ago? Uh-huh. I was like, why does he say I into an O? Like, I think I just wasn't putting two and two together. Uh-huh. But the I into an O is live, the I in live, into the O in love. Yes, but Live into love. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, it took me forever to really make that connection. Yes. I'm like, wow, that is so clever. This, this person he's talking about changes a life of just living a life to a life of living for love and with yeah. love. Um, so along uh. with that wordplay, he also wordplays with the words, um, love, human, and live in Korean, which mm-hmm. is sarang, saram, and sara. And, yeah. um, basically he uses that to like make the chorus and relate all of them together. He says they sound so similar. They that- do sound so, so similar. Which, yeah. I just have to say this. I have a friend, Sarah, and she loves Namjoon. That's her bias. And so <laughs> when I asked her how she felt about this song, she's like, I love it because I feel like he's just saying my name. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> I was like, so then I listened to it closely. I'm like, I think he is saying Sarah. And so this is just amazing for her because, like, basically her bias <laughs> singing her name. Her name. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he uses that word play also and talking mm-hmm. about how they sound so similar. So they, you know, must relate so closely. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that he does that I like is that he says fuck. And then he lists all the letters between I and you in the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Like fuck all of fuck all of this, like all of these letters, all of this space between you and me. And um, he says that he wants to be part of this person's novel mm-hmm. yeah and part of their bookshelf and part of their story as a lover as a lover like i want to be on your you know on your bookcase in a novel yeah. as your lover mm, yeah that is so poetic and beautiful i mean and so fucking sexy too Oh, it is sexy for sure. (laughs) Um, So anyways, another thing that I want to talk about in this song is blue. So blue is a theme that comes up throughout all of this. And Namjoon specifically says when he's wondering during the bridge, he's thinking about like the future and a potential sad outcome. And he says that his mood is blue in his head. So I was wondering about the symbolism in Korea in Korea or um, in K-pop or maybe in BTS history um, related to the color blue or maybe like blue related to love, what those meanings yeah, yeah. might be. So basically 
We see Blue a lot in BTS's stuff. I mean, even in like J-Hope's Blue Side and in Blue Side, Blue represents nostalgia. We also see it in Young's Four O'Clock, where it mm-hmm. represents the shade that comes at night when the moon is out. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the Korean flag, Blue represents water, shade, ground, because originally Blue and Green used to be the same word in Korean until Western influences. Yeah, that is so interesting to me. Yeah, there's actually um, quite a few cultures who developed differences, like who decided blue and green over time, but originally had it as the same color because Mm -hmm. the ocean a lot of times would look green and the grass look green. So anyways. um, Yeah, yeah. So um, blue can also represent death, passivity, femininity, destruction, and cold. So, or not destruction, deconstruction. And cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think in this song, the blue basically might be referring to like reconstruction, like a time of rebuilding. And when he talks about feeling blue, it's like a nostalgic feeling, even though he's talking about the future. It's like he knows what to expect and he thinks it might have some specific yeah. outcome. So yeah. he can already think about what it's going to feel like after it's gone. Yeah. And I think that that idea of reconstruction also really goes along with the development. You know, like this is yeah. the development part of the album. This is the the song that they dedicated to it. So yeah, yeah. I agree completely. So it's basically talking about the connection between being a human and living and loving and it's just mm-hmm. wonderful. It's a it's a wonderful song. I really I really just love the lyrics so much to this song. Mhm. Me too. So for Arms V Live, he ended up saying that this song is a parallel to DNA and that this really is supposed to be the developmental stage of love. And he was originally, like I said before, he was going to do the turn for the album, but he ended up doing this because he just felt like he wanted to be more involved with the audience and have more excitement. So yeah, I mean, we really hit on a lot of the things that he talked about in his V Live Mm and our kind of discussion for the lyrics and meaning. Yeah. So sing this at the concert. Like, that's a must. <laughs> yes, you have to. Okay, so moving on to trivia, Gion, which is turn. So trivia, seesaw. This yes. is Yoongi's song. Dude, this song has gotten so much praise. So much praise. I mean, people who don't listen to BTS, I feel like, hear this song, and they're like, oh my gosh, what is this? This is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good song, yeah. It definitely gives off kind of like that lo-fi vibe, like we've gotten some in, in tear, but I get that a little bit from, from this. Mm-hmm. But for RM's V-Live, what he ended up saying about this is that the that the words that Yoongi chose to use for this are quite simple, but and like they're kind of straightforward, but also that they're intuitive. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that when he said that, I was like, "That's the best way to describe how Yungi writes." And I would select very similar words just because this song is a great example of that. But I think in a lot of his music, his lyrics are straightforward. They're they're very smart, but he doesn't use complex words. But the way that he strings words together gives a ton of meaning. And also keeps it accessible to everybody. Like, everybody can relate to it and understand it. Yeah. I think this is a really relatable song. And that 
straightforwardness in his lyrics is why I think people really enjoy it because they can relate to it so much. Yeah. So anyways, going back to like the style, go back to the style of the song. Yeah. Yoongi singing in this song. First off, we don't really hear Yoongi sing like ever. We've heard it a little bit in her, maybe some other songs, but we don't hear him sing very often. But this song, he does a lot of it. And to me, it just shows how how intimate and vulnerable he's being with us with this song because mm-hmm. he's just not super comfortable with singing. But it sounds so good. Like, it's just so good when he sings. And that oh, vulnerability and yes. intimacy really adds to the feel of the song because the song is like this seesaw. I mean, this relationship with this person and being so intimate and vulnerable with this other person like uh, yes it shows off his soft side oh yeah oh like, yeah which Yoongi totally uh, has a soft side mm-hmm. and he just like he loves every member of bts so much and he has he can have a more serene exterior but mm-hmm. he really has a soft side for everyone so i really love how this song like the way that it sounds and like his singing and vulnerability really shows his depth as a producer and as an artist and it's like mm-hmm. honestly a side that we haven't been able to see before no yeah it's totally i think this is so different for yoongi from compared to like what we've heard on his mixtape or just even the raps the rap songs throughout BTS's career, yeah. Uh, yeah. This compared to, like, Give It To Me. Oh, Give It To Me, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. God damn it, Min Yoongi, you're such a beautiful genius. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, like, the meaning of this song. So, obviously, this song is called Seesaw. So, the idea of this seesaw game is a huge huge repetitive theme in this song it's like basically what it's written about um this is like a huge symbolism for the relationship so Mm -hmm. it's kind of talking about like going back and forth up and down they're never level they're never even and Mm -hmm. he says that like the relationship was off to a good start but somehow along the way they got tired of each other and he relates like the trials and like the tiredness of this relationship as like the seesaw because it's like it's never ending and he talks specifically about quote the moment I became heavier than you which you know if you're on a seesaw like whoever is heaviest is like the person who kind of gets to control what's happening who's on the ground yeah yeah who's on the ground Mm -hmm. the person on the ground can choose to get off you know yeah yeah. Something, a lyric that I find really interesting, sorry if I'm throwing you off, but yeah, no. he, he kind of talks about how at the beginning of the relationship, he says, at first we showed who was heavier. We'd brag and smile. Now we're trying to beat each other. So it's like at the beginning of the relationship, this was this back and forth kind of playful banter kind of mm-hmm. was something that they would brag and smile about. Like it was fun, like all fun and games. And then now it just became this competition and quarrel and it turned bad. Like it's just a relationship that just soiled. Soiled? Yeah. Ooh, I hate that I used that word, but okay. It came out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Um, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> no, yeah, it totally, what did you say? Soiled or spoiled? Soiled. Mm, well it did because he talks <laughs> <did>. about <laughs> he talks about the relationship or these two people him and this other person becoming 
parallel. So like to me, parallel, it means that you're moving in the same direction. You're going towards the same point, but Mm -hmm. you're never going to cross paths. So it's basically like him and this person, they might even still be moving towards the same goal or the same idea, but they have the inability to truly understand the other person again and to get back to the point where they are together because Mm -hmm. now they're parallel. Yeah. Yeah. With parallel, I think for me, how I interpret parallel is just being level or equal. Because I mean, if you're if you're on a seesaw and if I mean, you just both are on the ground and you're level with each other, you're parallel. But That, that makes sense. But yeah, no, I get it. Like it can be just potentially you don't cross paths like you if you're parallel like I like that interpretation too I was thinking about like parallel lines yeah like they don't cross Mm -hmm. yeah I like that (laughs) but the see I mean we're talking about a seesaw so your your explanation makes way more sense no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um but I think another huge theme of this song is regret because although the entire time Yungi is asking or saying one of us needs to get off this needs to end now um during the bridge he starts kind of like he literally says hold up and he says he walks on the seesaw without this person and it feels like the beginning before this person was in his life and getting off without them feels like weird like Mm-hmm. Now it's like it's like that now what feeling. So yeah. yeah. He's like Definitely. regretting it a little bit right before, you know, it kind of ends. Yeah. And neither of one, neither of them want to get off the seesaw because they they care about each well they don't want to get out of the relationship basically because mm-hmm. they care about the other person still. Like even though this relationship is bad and unhealthy, they still don't want to hurt the other person, so they don't want to get off for the sake of the other person's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a really good song. It's very well written. Very well. So for RMV Live, he kind of talks about how he was originally going to do the turn. And so he briefly mentioned that he had this song called Old Future. Um, and it ended up falling through. Well, he says he, like, pushed it to the side. Um, but he also ended up writing another version. And he kind of plays the demo in the V Live that he does. Um, but he said that he's basically going to use that song for his upcoming mixtape, which is exciting. So we got yes. to hear just a little bit of a snippet of it. But for this song, he said that Yungi did a really good job with it um, and that he basically had the song written before they even told him that he would be the turn for, for the album. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing because it fits so perfectly. It does, Yeah. Um, but in terms of the concert and like Yungi's performance, RM says that Army is really happy that he actually has a very good dance and, uh, for this song that he ends up performing. Mm. And so I'm excited to see it. I've seen a little bit of it, but I hate that I have, but I'm super <laughs> yeah. excited to see it in concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Overall, an amazing song. Oh yeah. No, it's really, really, really well done. So let's move on to Epiphany. So we talked a lot about Epiphany already. We devoted an entire episode to it. It's called Content Couch Gin. Um, (laughs) I still love that episode title. (laughs) Me too. Um, So if you want a deep dive into Epiphany, you need to go listen to that episode because we dive into the music video and the lyrics and the meaning and all of the symbolism and everything. Yeah. But I will briefly mention what RM says about this song in his V Live. 
So he said that Jin was really interested in composing the music for this song and that he made his own melody, but that he ended up sending it in just a couple days before the song was finalized. So they ended up not using it. So he ended up saying that the song is special. Like this song on the album is very special because it's the only song on the album that talks about Kiol or mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Kiol, which means conclusion. So like we've had the development, I mean the beginning, development, turn, and that now there's the conclusion and that Jen's epiphany is the conclusion. Mm. So it is, you know, he says when he listens to the song, it makes him emotional and it just sounds like the truth, which, yes, like it really does sound like the truth. So true. Yeah. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm fine. It is really similar to Save Me that starts off the same as Save Me, but just like a slightly different pitch, like slightly distorted almost. Yeah. Yeah. But it has a very hopeful and strong and brave sound in their voices and just like so much confidence yeah and you can really hear that confidence come through with the rappers during their parts yeah and the vocal line in this song really is just amazing just absolutely perfect beautiful like the way the vocal line sings the song is just so well done mm-hmm and This song has a lot of build, and it gets to be, like, house-style music, almost, especially Mm -hmm. when it's to the parts where they're going to, like, break down and do their dance. Yeah, it's just one of those songs that I feel like it keeps building, building, building. Like, it's almost like getting Mm -hmm. quicker or faster. Just, yeah, like, it's just constantly building. When I, yeah, when I first heard this this song, too, when Yoongi started rapping, I was like, holy shit, he's rapping so fast. Like, he raps really fast in this song. Mm-hmm. Also, the edge in Jimin's voice. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just really want to say that he's back. I don't know if anyone else noticed or missed this part of Jimin, but I did. And I did, too, Kayla. I'm just saying he's back. <laughs> Yes, demonic Jimin, bad boy Jimin. (laughs) Anyways, but Young's voice is also super full, and Mm -hmm. Jin's voice is, like, so powerful and steady like it always is. I really Uh cannot wait to see this live, like, with the choreography. The performance looks like it's really just amazing and stunning, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into the lyrics and meaning. Yeah. So one of the main kind of themes is this blue sky. So again, blue being repeated in this song. So we know that we are dealing with like um, kind of, I don't know, feelings surrounding like the blue mood. Mm -hmm. We also get to talk about sunshine because it's kind of bringing like this level of optimism into the song and hopefulness Mm -hmm. um, which is really nice to see because we've seen kind of this journey of a relationship and now when we're getting to I'm fine it's this person like accepting themselves and knowing that they're gonna be okay yeah yeah so they also mention a dream and hand-holding and you know like still going on this journey kind of or um I don't know if they talk about taking my hand or letting go of my hand. They talk about letting go of the hand. So with I'm Fine, I think really, like, my interpretation of this song really is, like, save me. Well, this is not my interpretation. This is kind of generally what armies are are getting from it, Mm -hmm. is that save me was more like, I need this other person to save me. Like, I'm calling out to them and holding and grasping their hand to 
to pull me up and and to save me basically whereas I'm fine is I'm letting go of this person's hand because I can say like I can save myself I'm fine and yeah. it's just this it's really Namjoon he said it's a very heartbreaking song which I get because even though they're saying I'm fine you know that it's it's not what they mean like they're not truly fine because they yeah. are just they feel so broken and Namjoon also says in his V Live that the song is like the fear of losing someone who mm. you love or like someone leaving you so even yeah. though you're letting go of their hand, it's almost like they left. Not really that you made the decision to let go, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, it it really does talk about like letting go of that sadness and pain and loneliness. Like during Suga's part, he says that he he's basically telling himself to put away his fear and enjoy it, like all of this that's happening, because, quote, you worked hard, so we're fine. And we is BTS, basically. Like, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. be like, let yourself enjoy this because we've worked so hard. Like, this is our moment, you know? This song just has all of those kind of, um, like, when you said that Namjoon said they say I'm fine, but it's not really what they mean. It's like, yeah, that's what everybody says when they say I'm fine. Yeah, like, yeah. when you say I'm fine, that could that has so much behind it, as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, saying something else, something real and more descriptive. So this song is kind of like them putting up like a front, like getting over that I don't know, like the relationship or whatever, because they know that they're going to be okay and they know that they're happier and like they're going to be able, they're working on themselves and they love themselves. So Mm -hmm. like they're fine, you know, like in the overall thing, grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, they will be fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Idol. Yeah. We talked a lot about the music video. (laughs) So much about the music video. Yeah. So for the style for the style of this song, we hear this kind of like African beat and this kind of whistle blowing in the background. And really the style of the song is just very hyped throughout. It's very playful, it's fun, it's a pump-up song. There's lots of energy behind it. Um, but for this song, they really wanted to use um a cultural influence of some sort. So like a different culture's influence in the mm-hmm. sound of the song. And in Arms V Live, he actually ended up saying that when he was working with P Dog and Supreme Boy, when they were trying to decide like what kind of cultural influence they were going to use, they were kind of throwing around a bunch of different ideas, like a Jamaican style or a Californian style. And then RM kind of jokingly said, "What about just traditional Korean like drumming and dance mm-hmm. music?" And it ended up being perfect. And they're like, that's that's what's missing. That's that's really what we need to put in this song. Yes. And so you really do hear that that drum line and that style of drums. I really hear it when you can that Korean influence. You can hear it, I feel like, between the oh 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 like that part. Yeah. There's in between those you can hear that Korean instrumental. I just love it. Mm-hmm. And when they say or so. Or so, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, Really, it's like super hype and just like a huge party song. Like this Mm -hmm. is the celebration song, you know, before we get to kind of the conclusion, this is like the big fucking celebration. Like you, you guys, we made it. We made it on this journey. We love ourselves. Like fuck everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. I really love in this song that I think really contributes to the hype of it is the rappers and the singers 
are kind of in the background. They'll come in throughout sporadically just shouting, hey, and yeah. It's just really, <laughs> it's just like they're all hyping each other up. And it yes. just is so full of energy. It's such a fun song. It's mm-hmm. super badass, too. Yeah. It's very affirming also. Like, it really mm-hmm. makes you believe the lyrics just by how yeah. it sounds. You can't stop me loving myself. Like, <laughs> no, I can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into, like, some of the meanings. So you kind of mentioned this when you wanted when you were talking about the traditional, like, Korean um, instrumental and, like, drums. So mm-hmm. Urso is a word used in Pinsori, which is a Korean musical storytelling tradition from the Joseon dynasty and it's performed by a singer and a drummer so Mm. the singer will chant the story and the drummer responds with urso which in english means like "Uh uh-huh or okay or like that's Mm. right um so like that is like they're literally like affirming each other the entire time throughout this music video like being like that's right uh uh-huh okay like Uh uh-huh yeah killing it I love that. <laughs> but in like this in this traditional Korean way, showing that they're not like westernized and they haven't like lost all of like what makes them who they are. Mhm. Yeah. So, one lyric that I just want to talk about is when Jungkook says hundreds of me's inside of me. Um, this is like when he's standing in the room that looks like the Matrix. Mhm. So, yeah. All of these me's can refer to the different kind of like labels that you can say of what he is. A rapper, a dancer, a producer, a singer, a brother, an idol, uh, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But what the song explains is that each of those kind of identities are all valid and they all represent him and, you know, all the other BTS members because those different identities come together to complete who they are as people and sometimes as fans we only get to see one little part of who they are like we never mm-hmm. will fully be able to see like every you know all of who they are all yeah, at we'll once. never truly know who they are because we never interact with them or you know we're just like watching them through a screen most yeah. of the time yeah but anyway so, so they yeah <laughs> so it just talks about how they can like take on these different roles but they know who they are and so and i i love how in our last episode we said this this isn't a diss song like uh, mm -mm. mic drop is like a diss song this is a i'm okay and what you say is irrelevant really because i know who i am and i love myself and you can't stop me from loving myself and i i am who i am and because of that i'm gonna be okay and i'm just gonna keep doing me basically can't stop me loving myself yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so for RMZ Live, really, he kind of hits on just everything we just talked about. Um, really, that this song, he doesn't care if you call him an artist or an idol, that mm-hmm. he will always be himself and stay true to himself. Yes, uh, no oh my matter God. what people call him. Yeah. Okay, so now the big grand finale of this entire like Love Yourself series and this mm-hmm. album, Answer Love Myself. Answer Love Myself. So it's not an outro, you know, it's like, it's not an ending, it's a conclusion. This is what Namjoon says. Mm -hmm. This story is not an answer necessarily, it is a possible answer, it is a conclusion, and he basically is like, take it how you want. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, it's not the answer, it's not the only answer, it's a conclusion. Yeah, 
So Mm -hmm. this song, the feeling of it, the general feeling is that it's very inspiring and it makes you want to love yourself. And if you're not careful, when you sing along with them during the chorus, you will cry. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very (laughs) emotional song. Very emotional, Mm -hmm. but like uplifting and happy at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Emotional in a good way, like happy tears. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, the vocal lines, like, all of their runs are so good. And, like, when they're in the background with their runs, it's so pretty. Uh-huh. It's really just such a feel-good song. I yes. mean, it's like watching, like, The Blind Side or, like, some sort of inspirational <laughs> movie where you cry, but you just... It's a feel-good kind of movie, too. Like, that's this song, but it's just even so much more... It has so much more meaning to us because of the love yourself concept. And like, here we are. We're finally here at the answer of loving ourselves. And we're singing it with BTS. And they're all singing it to us. It's just, mm. God damn it. I'm going to cry. Like, (laughs) I'm going to cry right now. But for sure, I'm going to cry at the concert. Like, oh, oh my God. It's going to be so amazing. Like, you're right. Mm -hmm. This is like the culmination of everything. It means so much. Yeah. So let's get into like the lyrics lyrics. and meaning. Yes. So one of the themes is opening your eyes in darkness. And this is just from the first verse. Jimin says that he opens his eyes in darkness and like his heartbeat sounds unfamiliar. And he's looking at himself in the mirror with like fear ridden eyes. And to me, that makes me think of like almost epiphany or maybe some Mm -hmm. other music videos where they look in the mirror, but an epiphany when Jin looks in the mirror and he like sees himself and then doesn't see himself. Um, yeah, yeah. It also talks about being hard on yourself, but also forgiving yourself. So in verse two, it says it might be harder to, it basically talks about that it's harder to love oneself than it is to love another person. And so we need to admit that we know that it's true. Like we're Mm -hmm. way harder on ourselves than we are on other people. And we set these standards really high for ourselves. But what we need to do is we need to trust ourselves in this quote maze, which makes me think of love maze. And Oh yeah. We need to know that when winter passes, spring always comes, which makes me think of spring day. Oh, I love that they put that lyric in there. Me too. When winter passes, spring always comes. Yes. Mm-hmm. This song also really deals with loving oneself past, present, and future. So forgiving mm-hmm. yourself in the past for what you did then and what you, you know, feel guilty about or what made you not love yourself then. Forgiving your current self and then, you know, thinking about that person in the future and how you want to be. So it yeah. really talks about loving yourself throughout all of that. Yeah. Or like feeling optimistic about the future or believing in yourself of like being being truly yourself in the future and accomplishing mm-hmm. things that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Like having good faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Yungi talks about like knowing the reasons why you should love yourself and like also not hiding underneath that mask anymore. And mm-hmm. really that it's not an easy task, but it is so worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. They basically say it's the most important task, the most important thing that you should do because you need it. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. 
So I just want to say the last lyric of the song because it's so beautiful and it's kind of like, to me, it is like the ending of the Love Yourself series. I know that there's other songs on the album, but there's like, those are like the repackaged songs, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's the little outro bit of it and it's, it says, the me of yesterday, the me of today, the me of tomorrow, I'm learning how to love myself with no exceptions. It's all me. Ah, oh, I love it. I just love that. Yes, yes. So for RMSV Live, he ended up saying that Bobby Chung wrote most of the lyrics for this for this song. And RM usually likes to read over the lyrics and he ends up changing things around because, you know, he's really invested and he cares a lot about the lyrics. But he said when he was given this song that he felt like there needed to be no changes, which also did Connor Menard like play a role in this song? I, have no, I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's like some, like, I, I think he's like a British singer maybe, or like he was like, I don't know like, anyone. I don't listen to the radio. I listen to podcasts and BTS and that's it. So I have no idea. Okay. Well, <laughs> listeners, if I'm wrong, I could be wrong, but I could have swore I saw him like tweet at BTS saying like this song I wrote for BTS and they translated and like interpreted it their own way or something. Mm. Like I think he like may have had a hand in it. Oh my god, I don't know. This is totally random. It just came into my head like as we were recording. You this. might be right. I mean, I feel like I remember seeing that, but I don't know who he is or what specifically he was referring to. It might have been the song. Yeah. Well, anyways, RM ended up saying that all the vocalists really just showed all of their improvements in this song and that the song really does make you want to love yourself more. And he says when they're on the stage at the end of the concert, because this is the last song that they sing, he says it's very emotional. I think it's the last song is what he said. Yeah. Um, But that it's very emotional. And that he knows that BTS, that they've been telling ARMY to love themselves, but that even today, Aram finds it hard to follow his own advice. Um, and that <sighs> Which he is continues, so fucking true. Yeah, he like continues to find it hard to, to love himself, even after all of this. Mm-hmm. Another thing that he also mentioned is the word of permission used in the song. They say mm-hmm. that in the song. And he says that no one can give you permission to love yourself. Like, you don't have to be given permission to love yourself. You give yourself permission to love yourself. You have that right. And he says a lot of times we try to seek um, affirmation basically from other people, like from Mm -hmm. partners and boyfriends and girlfriends saying, like, you know, getting praise from them to, to feel loved or to feel, like, worthy. And really we should be... Yeah, but we should be doing that for ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. I should say, I love myself, or I'm beautiful, or whatever, instead of trying to seek it from someone else. Yeah, and you're fucking allowed to. It's not being selfish, or um, what are some of the other words that they use to describe, like, confident women, I feel like, a lot? Like, um, like self-centered, but also, like... Egotistical? Mm, I don't know. I can't think of it right now. I feel so stupid. But, you know, it's not. It's so funny because you always ask, like, what am I thinking of? And then everything I offer, you're like, no, no, that's not it. I'm like, okay, sorry. It's something. I feel like it's something with an S, but I cannot think of it right now. Selfish? No, I already said that. Oh. I have no idea. Vain? I don't know. Right? That's not an S. Yeah, but. I mean, like, vain goes along. It's, like, along that same vein. Um yeah. Yeah. It's something, you know, like, it's not being vain or, like, self-centered or anything to think 
and believe and act like you love yourself. And Mm -hmm. like, that doesn't mean that every single day you have to own it, but that means that at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So lastly, we'll just briefly talk about the idol featuring Nicki Minaj. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Man, Nicki is, no matter how you feel about Nicki Minaj, okay, because she does have some controversy surrounding her, we're not going to go into it on this podcast, this is not like a drama show, this is, if you want to look it up, do that on your own time. Mm -hmm. She has controversy, whatever, but she is a legend in her own right, and you have to admit that. She is one of the biggest female rappers of all time, and... It's a huge deal that BTS chose to collab with her for this song. For, like, yeah. the end of this series. And, to like, this is, like, the hit track. And she's featured. Yeah. And BTS could have collaborated with whoever they wanted. I mean, they their options were endless. Like, anyone would be willing to collaborate with them. But they chose Nicki Minaj. So, I mean, I feel like we just have to have some sort of trust in BTS that they would, like choose a a person who's rightful for the position to to be a part of their their hit track for their new album yeah and so when i heard the song honestly i thought it was done very tastefully like her little part in there is not too much it's not overwhelming but it's not just like underplayed either i think it meshes in really well i think it changes up the song just enough and it's yeah it's just i think it was done tastefully yeah i really like it i wasn't sure how i'd feel about it i've only listened to it a few times it's not like i don't think i would ever listen to it over the original Mm -hmm. and like i said i don't listen to the radio so like i'm not i don't have to so Mm -hmm. but i do like it i think that it's great i don't think it's like better than the original but i don't think it's worse than the original by Mm -hmm. any means i i respect nikki as an artist and um i think that she adds like i don't know something fun to the song yeah, yeah, I agree. So, okay. man, that was good. That's a lot. Um, yeah. That was kind of our, not that wasn't kind of, that was our <laughs> Love Yourself Answer review of the new songs mm-hmm. from this track list. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, tell me how you're feeling. What are your overall, like, vibes, takeaways, ideas? Yeah. So really, the this repackaged album, I think it was... It was put in a really good order. Like, I, you know, like the track list, I think, really does tell a story from beginning to end. And I think it meshes and blends Love Yourself Her and Love Yourself Tear and Love Yourself Answer together really well. Like, I love mm-hmm. how they put Dimple on there and yes. where they put in where they put love and singularity. I think it just all really blended well together and it really showed you the the stages of love Mm -hmm. it takes you through the whole journey yeah I mean we all fell in love went through a breakup and then found that we love ourselves and that we're going to be okay no matter what happens like I mean that's really what the whole thing is (laughs) but we got to experience the whole wonderful amazing falling in love process at the same time Mm -hmm. and how beautiful that is and we got to see all of the I mean I feel like every song that was selected to be on this main chunk of the track list was because it each holds like a punctual feeling in love. Mm -hmm. And the way that they put them together is just beautiful. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Man, I'm just thinking about where they put Just Dance. Like they put Just Dance right after Euphoria. 
like this yeah. euphoric state, and then it's like, mm, you just like fell in love, and like, mm, mm-hmm. you just wanna wanna. Oh, I don't know. Shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like. I don't know why I find the song so sexual. Sorry, guys. Like, I think it's just me. It's probably it's not. not a sexual song. It's not just, just you. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it all over Twitter. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. If you liked this episode, if you've liked any of our other episodes, first of all, thank you for being here with us yes. and listening. We thank love you for you. fangirling with us. Yes, <laughs> we need people to fangirl with. So it's so mm-hmm. awesome that you're here. Um, if you would like to let us know that you liked this episode or our other episodes, you can do that in a few different ways. You could go to iTunes or whatever platform you listen to this podcast on and leave us a review and a rating, and that would be so wonderful. When we get to 200 iTunes reviews, I feel like right now we're at like 160-something. When yeah. we get to 200, we're going to do another bonus episode, and you guys will get to pick what it is. Yeah, well, let's have them vote on it, yeah. Then you can also support us either at our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts, or you can support us by donating through our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash standingbts. And, of course, we want to talk to you, so you can email us, you can get with us on social media, whatever you'd like, and you can find links for all of those things in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening, and thanks for standing BTS.